morning, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to a special episode of Coffee with Friends with our dear and wonderful guest, Sarah. We wanted to come on and kind of say happy Mother's Day to everybody, especially the ones who may be motherless. And if you don't have a mother, happy Mother's Day. We, we appreciate you being here, or if you have a complicated relationship with your mother, um, either way, know that you're worthy of love and kindness in life. And with that, hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Hello. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? <clears throat> well, I'm just, you know, drinking coffee. What is a, What else is new? That's, yeah, that's pretty much that. it. And that's one thing that is I appreciate about this life. I think we're just going to go on with no agenda. Just tell everybody Happy Mother's Day, and we're just going to talk. So come hang out with us, <coughs> chat with us, and uh, we'll take it from there, I guess, and see where it goes. Yeah. Aren't you like a dog mom and a cat mom anyways? I am. I am. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about your dog. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Oh gosh, why are you gonna bring up the darn dog? <laughs> the dog The dog is so cute. He is, he's very cute, but he's also like a little pain in the butt. And <laughs> he uh I don't know, he's a little Pomeranian. I've had him now. Tuesday will be three weeks. Um still working on some of his habits, but for the most part he's pretty good. He's doing really well with getting adjusted to everything. The cats are doing actually pretty good with him, which the first couple of days it was a little bit tough because the little one always likes to hiss and growl at him and stuff. She doesn't like him too well, but he, she's getting around. She's coming around now, so it's getting better. Well, I mean, cats are very much like, get out of my space. Right, like, yeah. I'm I'm going to do what I'm going to do, people. Like, leave me alone. Like, I don't want well, to. Nala, on the other hand, she's the the oldest of the cats. She goes up and headbutts him and butts him and like takes her head and like butts him <laughs> inside and everything. Like she's all about him, but the little one, she's a little bit different. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm I'm gl I'm glad you got a you got a little puppy, and I hope that you enjoy your little puppy and your cats. You know, because Love cats can be ESAs too. Like really, they can. Yeah. So far, it's been pretty good. I mean, I'm I I can't complain too much about anything. I mean, I can, but it's not going to help nothing, you know. Um, but yeah, and I'm excited. I'm going to be getting some baby chicks in a couple baby of weeks. Chicks. Yeah, about a week and a half. I'm going to have some baby chicks running around. I'm going to be taking care of those, and want to do a garden this year, and I don't know, just different things like that. So I'm kind of excited what summer's going to bring. That sounds like really, really amazing. Like you're gonna have eggs, maybe. Maybe. There I'm hoping more for like meat chickens. So that's where I'm going with that. <laughs> I want eggs. I'm all about the eggs. Like you you know, like yeah. Like I, I'm yeah. So what you're saying great, is you're gonna make eggs fried are great eggs. and all, but I have learned last night <laughs> you can make chocolate chip cookies without eggs. <laughs> <laughs> which, which we should all know if if like you grew up in like the type of culture we did like you should all know that you can substitute for eggs in your baking yeah mm -hmm. yeah so apparently you can substitute 
applesauce for eggs. It was quite interesting. Um, I decided I didn't have any eggs, and I was like, what else could I use? And so good old Google, you know. So I Googled uh -huh. it, and, and they said for pancakes, you could use applesauce. I was like, oh, I'm going to try it for cookies, and it worked perfect. So. Ooh. Yeah, hey, Doom. I, I don't know what the northern aggressor is. But hey, welcome. <laughs> uh, um, I, I just, I'm really curious about the northern aggressor. What does that mean? What do you think, Sarah? Uh, I don't know. Hard telling. I don't know. That's interesting. Tell Maybe us a little bit about us. yourself. Yeah. We're telling you about us. Tell us about yourself. We'll wait for you. We'll keep chatting, but we'll get to your comment in a little bit. Yeah, we want to know about you. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's welcome to tell us about themselves a little bit. We're, you know, we'll display your comments if we, when we get to them. We'll keep chatting. And um, we love interaction. We love when people comment and tell us about themselves or talk to us. You know, it gives us also the opportunity to respond to some of the questions you may have or anything like that. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't be strangers. You know, your cup says dream big. I'm just wondering, was that Bishop approved? Bishop approved? Yeah. Bishop, well, I would assume it's not because, see, it says it has <laughs> writing on it, it has birds, and it has this, and it's not plain. This side is plain. That one might be, but this side is not. So it's probably not Bishop approved. Oh, darn it. I guess I guess some people might put you on like the you know the prayer list, but hey, hey, oh look! In the Civil War, the pro-slavery side called it the War of Northern Aggression. I never knew that. Uh -uh. Thank you. Hmm. That's that's really interesting. See, and that's okay. Now speaking of that, I can tell you I didn't learn a whole lot at all in school about any of the wars and things like that. I don't remember a whole lot of any of that, which is actually sad in a way because there's not a whole lot in my school, in my community, there, there was not a whole lot of history. I think I may have had history maybe, what, in third grade or something? Um, third and fourth maybe, and that's about it, I want to say, for history. Um, we had geography. I can tell you every state. I can tell you every capital to every state um, and things like that. But as far as Civil War history, um, things like that, I uh, can say I didn't learn a whole lot about it. Yeah. What about See, your school? We, we didn't learn a whole lot about it. Like, yeah, there's yeah. just such a lack of like information that we get that it's like, you know, a lot of times like we don't know like things that other people may have learned who went to like, for example, public school, like, yeah. Right, but, right. You know, we're, we're out here now. Um, I know that I, I took like some, some civics and like, God, it would have been like in like 2006. I would have I would have taken like a civics class in it and I learned more there than what I did in our our Amish school for sure but it was like a high school level course that I had to go take so that was helpful for me to learn a little bit more about the the war between the states yeah so yeah, yeah. so should we tell them like 
how we met, our background, that type of stuff, or what do, do you, you want to tell them? <laughs> I'm up for any kind of anything. Like I said, I mean, today we don't really have an agenda. We're just talking and hanging out and drinking coffee. And well, know, here's the fun fact. <laughs> My stepbrother lived in Sarah's community <laughs> when, we were, when we were both Amish. Uh, my stepbrother lived in Sarah's community. So um, that has something to do with like how we know each other. Right. Yep. Would yep. have been like more than 20 years ago, huh? Uh, for. When my, for when my when my stepniece got married? Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. when 20 years ago, I would say so, yeah. And it was so funny because, like, all these people, like, they were like, oh, well, so my mom was a widow. What about your mom? My mom was a widow as well. She was uh, actually pregnant with her ninth child when my dad passed away. Um, actually... Um, his anniversary for his passing is actually coming up on the 24th of this month. No, the 25th of this month, actually. Um, so, uh, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do for that or, you know, what I'm going to do for that because I don't know, that's a, that, that has become kind of a big deal to me. Um, the more, you know, um, I'm actually away from the community and I realize that it's okay to celebrate their life and to process things differently than what I was taught. Um, so that's going to be different, but, um, so back to, yes, my mom was pregnant with her ninth child after she had given birth to her ninth child. She got married to my stepdad. Um, he had 11 and she had nine and then they had four more after they were married so total of how many kids 24 see and there were 23 of us so. <laughs> yeah. it's not a competition guys you don't need to have a competition to have 23 or 24 kids my bad mm -mm. <laughs> no, no. It, I can tell you right now anybody that grows up in a household that has that many kids it's really not healthy I'm going to tell you that right now and if you can manage each kid individually and give them what they need, that's one thing. If you really have that many kids, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of kids and that's totally fine. Just make sure you're giving each one individually what they need um, and what they deserve. You know, it's not the kid's fault that you had that many. Um, just make sure, you know, you're taking care of them and giving them what they need. I know for myself personally, I can speak to my life. Um, I did not get what I needed as a child growing up. Um, I have had a lot of struggles, um, you know, since then and from that, I believe, but I am very grateful I'm on my own. I'm very grateful at where I'm at today. I have made a lot of progress. It doesn't mean that a child can't be very successful after, um, but just make sure the child's needs are being met when you have that many kids though, you know. And I would echo that, Sarah. I'm I'm sorry you didn't get what you needed. Like you deserve definitely to get what you needed as a child, and so did all of your siblings, and so did all of my siblings and myself. Right. Like we yeah. all deserve to have what we needed as children. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But you know, yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy when you start talking about 
like having that many children and see mine was a little different because my step siblings were not in the home. Okay. But because my my egg donor, she also remarried. Um, and another thing that I wanted to share too is that on May 2nd was the um, 32nd anniversary, I believe, of my um, biological father's death. And he was buried 32 years ago yesterday. I'm so sorry. Like 32 just, years ago. Yeah. That was actually, that's a real long time. My dad on the 24th or 25th will be, uh, 32 years. Yeah. That was, that's how long yours has been gone. That's yes. the same years. Was that the same year as my dad passed away? Cause I was. 1989. I don't, say, I don't say how old I, I don't want to say how old I was because then people. Right. Were like, right. But, um. But it but was yeah, in 1989. Be, yeah, that no, mine was eighteen. Wait. I lied. It was 33 years ago. Cause, yeah, it was 33. Okay, yours years was ago. one year. Yeah, yours would have been a year before mine then. And then, yeah. like eerily similar, like my own egg donor was pregnant with her um, ninth child that lived when he passed away and uh-huh wow mm -hmm. there's so many similarities that's just crazy it's i didn't realize i didn't know that honestly i didn't know that i didn't realize that there was that many similarities to a lot of things it's, um, that's just crazy yep yep and then um in 1996 um she got remarried to a widower so that's how we ended up with the 23 siblings mm -hmm. and in the amish too just so you guys know like you know we're talking about getting remarried and things like that unless a partner passes away um the amish don't believe in like uh allowing someone else to get remarried so if you at are in the Amish and one partner decides to leave and get a divorce, it's less likely for someone to be able to get remarried in the Amish community because if their partner has left and decided to file for divorce or whatever. Um, so most times if there is another step family to the picture, it's because of their partner has uh, passed away or something like that. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, um, we, I would. I would I echo that. We made it out. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Freedom being free, though. But oh, hi, Mary Jane. Hey, Mary. Tell us a little bit about yourself. We want to know about you, or what do you want to hear from us? What questions do you have? Oh, yeah. Um, but no, like it can be re really be depressing sometimes to think about some of those things. So like, I, I'm really like thinking about things that like, cause last year we did a live together. Um, Sarah and I did a live with, um, somebody else. I think it was Misty Griffin, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And, and we kind of touched on like church cleaning and the mental health of women, Amish women. Right. Yeah. Um, um, I would really like to talk about like some of the things we do that bring us joy in life. Like what brings you joy in life? What brings me joy in life? Um, I think um, having great friends um, is a huge thing for me. Having supportive friends. 
um, people that believe in me, you know, that, that brings me joy in life, um, hanging out with people. And then just like the, you know, me, I just bought my own home not too long ago and I enjoy, you know, doing yard work. I enjoy being outside. I enjoy, you know, going for walks and things like that. Um, those are some of the things going to parks, um, scenery, a lot of, I love scenery, you know, being outside. I think that's a huge thing for me. Um, and that, that's, that's something I enjoy in life. And I, I know it's real good for me, you know, even, um, anybody actually to be outside, get some fresh air and just mentally it helps for me anyways, it helps me process things sometimes and just get out of the house and get things, you know, get a different perspective and a view on the world sometimes. <laughs> well, Sarah, you're cuckoo with that cuckoo clock, huh? <laughs> right? Now you watch it. Be careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best people can pull it off to have that cuckoo clock, okay? Because cuckoo clocks are amazing. Did you know that in some communities those are actually outlawed? Oh, really? Okay, so what brings you joy in life? Oh, and my animals, of course. I'm excited mm -hmm. too. You yeah. know, and I have to ask our listeners too, like what brings them joy in life? And yeah. like for me, like um, it brings me a lot of joy in life to spend time with my animals and with my um, my child. I am a parent and my child definitely brings me a lot of joy and my loved ones. And I'm really grateful to have good friends. Like Sarah is one of my dear friends and I love her deeply and she's amazing. Just so y'all know, Sarah's amazing. Okay. Well, thank you. Like so are you. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, like I love spending time in nature. I like going out in the mountains and I like, um, Having new experiences sometimes when they're not scary new experiences that involve a lot of people because sometimes a lot of people makes it really scary. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing for me. And I think that's why I, you know, I like nature because if you're outside, it's easy to not have a lot of people around you. You can always find a spot where there's not a whole lot of people. So I get you. I hear you on that. Like. Yeah. And then I do like creative things. I make a lot of paintings. You can see some of them on the wall behind me. Um, I do um, sew things and I have a really funny thing to report to all of you that my child um, actually informed me that um, the coverings in the article that was written, I showed them a picture of some of the outfits and I was like, well, you know, like these are some of the ways that we're, were appropriate for us to dress. And my child informed me because I personally made myself a, a rainbow cup duke, right? And so I wear that and, and my child informed me that those coverings are ugly and they don't have any flavor to them. They don't have any personality and they're not cool. And the it one made you me made? Laugh. She's talking, she's talking no. about the one you made? No, they're talking about the ones from the display. From the display, the clothesline project. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So like authentic, like Amish coverings and head yeah. coverings, like the my child is yep. like are are awfully like they're not there's no personality to them and i'm like gotcha. well my at least my child can see that yeah yeah and they said yeah like, well, it's, they're small. all about they're all about the plane and yeah mm -hmm. yeah and, this for sure this for sure wouldn't be 
I mean, that red, it almost <laughs> matches my hair and those roses and the, the painting behind me. And, and there's just, I don't know. Are you sure you're feeling okay, sir? No. <laughs> I'm never sure about that. Yeah. Oh, just hey. Like, just like, just like Mary said, uh, cuckoo with the cuckoo clock. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm never Healthy. sure I'm okay. <laughs> Here's here's one of our listeners saying helping other people brings them joy. That's beautiful. And one of my others. <laughs> I'm on my way to try to beat the Amish today. <laughs> More on mushrooms. All righty then. Well then. Okay, look. Like I remember going out and gathering a 13 quart stainless steel bowl full of moral mushrooms and then cooking them. I just got to say, you best get on it. And I don't think you're gathering morals if you're listening to us. So I'm really confused. Hey, maybe he'll meet some Amish along the way and then he can have them watch this with us. Like, or with him, like while he's, you know, gathering that and, you know, <laughs> we'd be happy to speak with them. We'd be very happy to speak with them. Yep. We'd be yeah. so happy to speak with them. Maybe he can. That would be interesting. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Maybe always they... open to speaking to any Amish. I mean, they want to say hi, I'll say hi back. I'll still. You, you know. don't discriminate. You say hi. No, don't discriminate. That's not yeah. who I am. No, I've spoken with quite a few Amish people since, like, the last time we did a live, and that's been really interesting. Let's just put it that way. Really? But I'm really grateful to have had those experiences because it means a lot to know that some people feel like they can have a voice through organizations or other people that can help them um, have better things in life and have a better um, just way of like navigating life. Yeah. I'm, I'm the on road. the dirt road. <laughs> I didn't know there's cell phone hey, service out okay. there. If you're saying you're on the dirt road, what dirt road? In the community I grew up, there was a dirt road. So I oh, need yeah. to know what community, what dirt road are you in? Uh, yeah. Like, well, but there's a lot of dirt roads, you know? So, I mean, but I kind anywhere. of would like to know the community, the area. I'm curious. I mean, I guess you don't have to tell me. Why that. you I'm gotta be nosy? Like, like this is like so Amish of us to be so nosy. I really want to know too, <laughs> but it's really none of our business. <laughs> it really isn't none of our business. But I'm just curious, you know. Now you got us all curious. You gotta, you know. I hate when people start a conversation and don't finish it, you know. So yeah, I, I just want to know. I, I feel really like that's know. a conversation you started and you got to finish it now. <laughs> finish it. Tell us all about it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I need to know what kind of Amish they are. How close are you to the Amish? Do you uh, have, that, like... that, that I don't care about. That, oh, no. That I, I want to know all <laughs> of it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not nosy people by any means. We just... We're, we're showing. Hey, I got a question. I got an answer. Are you sure you do? Are you ready for this one? Are you sure about this? This is going to be a deep uh, one. Hold on. Let me. Ah. Uh, 
Okay. All right. Are we ready? What? Yes. Take a sip yeah. of coffee. Oh, God. Mm. Okay. So, what is discrimination? When we discriminate against somebody. You made a comment earlier that I wasn't discriminating. But I'm just curious if someone says we are to forget and forgive. Is that like if if somebody doesn't, are you going to discriminate against them? Are you going to tell them that or is that discrimination if you tell somebody that they have to forget and forgive and then somebody doesn't want to or I don't know. I'm just going well, out on. How did they treat them afterwards? And like discrimination comes in many, many forms, but it's typically, um, you know, recognized from my understanding on the basis of like, you know, age, um, race or sex or even gender identity or even um, sexual orientation, for example, um, people so pretty much have, like, so pretty much it could be what somebody believes. Uh, right. It could okay. be. Why you gotta go all serious with me? I'm sorry, like I just thought of it because the word discrimination came up and you go, you don't discriminate. And I was like, no, I don't discriminate. And so I'm I'm all of a sudden I started thinking about all of this and I'm going, wait a minute. Why am I why are we going down like, this rabbit hole of like discrimination? Wait, did we learn about discrimination in Amish school? No. Did you? No. Oh. Yeah. If we did, I don't I don't think there would have been as much well. Yeah. I was going to say the word but don't yeah. want you know yeah. say it on here but um yeah. Yeah. I I mean yeah. like so I think that We wouldn't have said some of the things. I mean uh, the sayings, some of the sayings we had like um mm -mm, we wouldn't have said some of the stuff. <laughs> Don't whip me, whip that behind the tree. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, then, you know, let's go back to forgive and forget a little bit. So, like, the forgive and forget is a principle that is deeply adhered to by many Anabaptist communities. And when it comes to, like, certain types of abuse specifically, um, they tend to require the survivor of the abuse to go apologize to the abuser for enticing them to abuse them i'm it doesn't make any sense but even so like so if you don't go apologize to your abuser and then they um treat you differently they treat you as lesser than they don't include you in things they don't invite you to events that you would normally be invited to or they won't talk to you or whatever else the situation could be but if they treat you differently because you don't apologize to the abuser is that considered discrimination i'm asking you all because i want you all to answer that question i mean i honestly don't think it's right to tell some someone how to forget and forgive. I don't think it's right to tell somebody. This is just my personal opinion. I believe everybody has their own way of doing things. Everybody has a choice. Everybody can live their lives how they want is my personal opinion. Um, and I don't think there's a right way to forgive. If you choose to forgive, there's, you know, I don't think, oh, Eastern Ohio. Okay, I don't know that area. Um, I don't think there's um, a right way to, I don't think anybody will ever forget. I don't care. You can tell that pe people, especially survivors, people that have had tra traumatic events happen. You can tell them to forget. 
But that doesn't mean that you're right in telling someone that. In fact, I think it's harmful if you tell someone they need to forget the event because um, everybody has their own personal um, things going on in their life that we don't know about, I don't know about. And so it's not in my it's not my responsibility to tell someone how to live their life, pretty much telling them they have to forget and forgive. That's not my responsibility. That's not, that's not something I should do. Because if I tell somebody that, I may just be hurting them because they may seriously be struggling with this. Right. And then they go home and they leave or they leave my area where, where I'm with them. They go and they leave. And what happens? They could possibly like really like get thinking, start thinking about it. And it could cause them to shut down. It could cause them to do all kinds of stuff that isn't healthy. Why? Because I was the one that told them, you got to forget and forgive. You got to move on. That's not, that's not. Oh my God. We just lost Sarah. Uh Oh, maybe she'll come back probably. But going off of like what she was saying, I was at a um, conference this weekend where um, what somebody said is it's hard to forget when your body is a um, battleground or something like that. And to me, that feels like really, really true and valid for many survivors. And I think it affects them in a very meaningful way because it really is. It's really hard to, to forget. Welcome back. I have no idea what happened. All of a sudden, it just kicked me off, and I'm going, "Oh, okay, what oh. happened?" Like <laughs> apparently, I was too preachy. <laughs> you were preaching, but I was like adding to it. I was telling people about this conference that I went to, where like somebody made the comment, "Is it's hard to forget when your body is like the battle, uh, the battleground?" Mm -hmm. that's another thing is like if you have scars all over your body like some of us do every time you see the scars you're reminded you can be reminded or even relive events that and this isn't due to any fault of yours like you did nothing wrong but it happens <clears throat> and so like I would echo what Sarah said about how it can affect people and how careful we have to be to not um, tell people how to live their lives and how to navigate their own trauma. And we do yeah. have some comments too, like this one. Forgiving to me is giving up the right to get even. That's fair. I want to mm -hmm. clap for that. Thank you, yeah. Mary. Thank yeah. you. And no, I'm not clapping to myself. I'm clapping to a commenter. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and it's so true because we all have our like our own individual ways of forgiving. You know, like what the way I may forgive may not be the way that you forgive. The may the way that somebody one of my other friends forgives is not the way that you know you and I either one of us forgive. You know, right? And even so, like I also have somebody that I love very dearly that practices a concept that this person calls unforgiving, and they're like. I am allowed to do that. And they are. That is mm -hmm. valid. Yep. Um, yep. One of our listeners wants to know, why would you apologize to your abuser? Because That's if your family and your church demands that of you, you do what you have to do to survive. 
you know, and that's the hard part, I feel like. And I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around now that I've been out of the community for so long um, is how they really use the victims and how they treat them and what they have them do and how they actually, what they expect of the victims. You know, I, I, I mean, since I have gotten the help I have gotten, looking back and they, I, I just, I, I, I have such a hard time wrapping my head around it now because it's like, really that stuff happens. They really do ask like, you know, the victims to apologize or the victim blame and shame um, for whatever reason, for however they do that. Um, there's many forms that they do that in, whether it's not believing the victim and things like that. Um, but why they have the victims go and apologize is beyond me. Um, they think that maybe that's part of the forgiveness. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I can tell you, I really don't know why they do that. It's, it's, it's to me, I just don't get it. I, 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 looking back, I honestly can tell you, I have no idea how I survived, how I survived. And that's one of the reasons probably why I'm not there no more, because I knew there was more to life than living in a controlled environment that they have there. And, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that this is all Amish are bad. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there's a lot of things happening there that is not good for a lot of the kids and a lot of the people there. The control is real. The control is real. No, anybody can try to deny it. That's fine. But you all know if there's man-made rules, there has to be some form of control. So, I mean, like I said, I'm not saying all Amish are bad. I'm not saying that. Um, because I'm sure there's going to be people coming after me and saying, oh, you hate the Amish and things like that. Never said those words. Never said those words. I am just saying that there's a lot of things that are happening there. And the way they have the victims use the victims is not is not good. It's not right. It's not it's, you know, and if they really, really want to help the victims, they should reach out to people that are professionals outside that have degrees on how to help the victim. Not not the people inside the community, you know, things like that. And that's another thing that they do is, you know, they do tend to try to take care of it on their own. But it, I don't believe that is the correct way of doing it. Well, and part of like why I, I, I mean, and as a survivor myself, like one of the things I can tell you is that reporting child sexual assault inside of Amish community is often results in you as the survivor. Um, it used to, and it often still does, from my understanding and from people I've talked to. Um, it results in the survivor being put on trial rather than the abuser put on trial. They believe mm -hmm. this whole, like, befriend the abuser. Like, that's going to prevent the abuser from raping a child. Like, that's not how it works. Or, like, if it's physical abuse, again, like, it's the, the abuse survivor is the one that's put on trial. That's what it feels like. Um, and that's what I'm observing that's still happening. And it breaks my heart. It, it has to stop. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing uh, with a lot of that is what people don't understand is the language barrier. I'm clapping on the inside. Thank you, Mary. Yay. Um, 
what a lot of people don't understand. Where was I going with this? Is the language barrier? Oh, the language barrier. Yeah. Um, they're so the language barrier is huge. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, when I left, um, it was probably about three, three years after I had left, people started questioning me about some of the stuff that happens in the Amish community. And they were like, Oh, I hear there's incest. And I was like, incest, what do you mean? What does that mean? So they explained it. And because I was embarrassed, I literally denied it. I was like, no, no, there's no, no, that wouldn't happen. And then it's like after I started actually, it was five years then, I think, after I had left, or maybe closer to seven years after I had left, um, between five and seven in there, um, I started actually seeing a counselor. And I started talking about some of the stuff. And she was like, oh, my gosh, like, do you realize that we can't, this was a school counselor, actually, I had a college counselor, she goes, do you realize we shouldn't be talking about this, because that means I would have to report it, and I'm going, like, what do you mean, so she has become somebody that I trusted, but now you're telling me that I shouldn't be talking to you about this, so now what do I do? You know, so then I ended up having to, you know, find a different person. I ended up, that's actually when I started reporting everything that happened in my home. And, you know, and then I realized, like, all the language barriers, because they asked all these, had I not actually gone and become, in, gone into the health field and become a CNA, I wouldn't have known half of the body parts that I was supposed to know, that I should have known growing up. Um, you know, and they started asking these questions because when they investigate, they do a deep, thorough questioning and you feel like they're so repetitive, but they're very important questions, you know? And so um, I I think people need to understand that language barrier is huge. Like just some simple words like incest and sex and things like that, you know, that's huge because the words out here, English words don't mean what the Amish teach their kids, you know. And so I it would be great if we can continue, if you marry, I know I think that you have had actually some literature out there that has some of that on there, don't you? Yes, yes, there is. So uh, it would are. be it would be great if you guys could even if you guys want any brochures to help understand some of that. Um, you know, things like that, like Mary's got some of that stuff. And I don't know, I can't speak for her, but I'm sure if you would let her know that you're interested in some so you can pass it around, I'm sure she could get you some. Actually, so most of the stuff is actually on a specific page called resources on the Misfit Amish's website. You can literally go and download and print those brochures and circulate them inside of Amish and Anabaptist and Plain communities, as well as your English community, because those brochures can actually help um, people who are in positions like the counselor that you were referring to, which... Yeah, that has to be have been devastating. Thank you for sharing that. But they can help those people understand how to better relate to clients who have experienced trauma inside of that type of culture or community. Sorry, that's my clock. <laughs> <laughs> Is your I clock telling you something? Out and I completely forgot. I have all these clocks around that make all these noises. 
I mean, I, I, I mean, well, Sarah. But yeah, I think it's very important. Um, people that are counselors, you know, investigators and things like that, especially if they're doing investigation into some of these communities that have language barrier issues. Um, I think it's very important for them to contact or get a hold of those brochures, like you said, on your website and stuff. Um, and try to figure out, you know, um, how they can help in situations like this, you know, so they don't, so they can understand better what they're dealing with. Because I feel like sometimes they, they know maybe a little bit what they're dealing with, but I don't think they understand the whole extent sometimes with the language barrier, you know, well, and that's important. Well, I can't name names or give specific details, but I can tell you that I, I am fed up with the people who are so arrogant. They think that because they've sat there and grown up inside of, uh, like not even inside of, but around um, Amish and Plain communities that they know what they're dealing with. And so they reject any efforts by the survivor or the survivor's support system to give them information that helps them to deal with this and know how to navigate it appropriately they need to stop in their arrogance they need to check themselves and they need to understand that they do not know just because you lived around an amish or plain community does not mean you know jack diddly squat about the community you know right. again i've said this for many many years you only know what they want you to see that is yep. the only thing that you know. And, well, and when you sorry. do that, you are literally part of the problem. Because the, you think you know, and you don't know. You know I'm telling and, you, you don't know. And I'm going to tell you, like in my community, where things were happening in my home, there's actually people that knew outside of the Amish community and did nothing. Um, and I can tell you that the, like Mary said, they let you see what they want you to see. They don't let you know everything that happens. And what people don't understand, well, the kids look so happy when they go into the stores or when they're out talking to you. What a lot of people don't realize that's the only attention they may be getting that is healthy. They may not be getting healthy attention anywhere else. They may not be getting, and I'm not saying every family's like this. I'm not saying that. Um, I'm just saying that if you see somebody that's really kind of taking like interest in what you're saying and how, just because you gave them something as little as maybe a dollar bill or something like that. And they're so excited about that. That's because it's like, oh my gosh, that's the world to them. They give their money to their parents until they're, you know, yeah. what, 21. Yep. Um, so, I mean, all of that stuff is huge to these kids. They, you know, you see, you see them happy because of you're somebody new and, and somebody different in their life that all of a sudden is talking to them when, you know, and I can tell you there's some people that I like, neighbors that wouldn't had a clue what was going on in our home because of me going and visiting them and saying, Hey, and taking them maybe a loaf of bread or something like that. They wouldn't have had a clue what was going on in my home because I was just excited to go there and visit them. I was excited. I was, you know, 
they they they, they wouldn't were have kind been. to you. Mm -hmm. And they, they wouldn't have suspected because I was so happy. I was a happy kid at that moment in time. It gave me an outlet. And they wouldn't have even known. They wouldn't have had a clue. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say this too, is like, it's, it's really heartening to me to also hear from Amish people who choose to not treat their children the way that, you know, society, their culture dictates them to do certain things like, you know, shun the survivor or stuff like that. Like they've chosen not to do that. And so again, when Sarah says, we're not saying all Amish people are like that, we're rather saying that Amish people are people and some of them commit crimes and they should be held accountable the same as any other American person, especially the ones right. here in America. Right. And we do also have a comment from somebody I live with the Amish all around me, and I don't know jack about them. Yeah, I don't know shit about them. Most are very stoic and quiet. Do you know what stoic means? Um, Did I pronounce that word right? Huh? Did I pronounce that word right? <laughs> I don't know. I think um, my Amish education is showing. Doesn't it mean like either standoffish or to themselves, kind of? Um. I don't I know. What does it mean? It's more like a, a like mask. Like they're they're very um, not necessarily just standoffish, but very like they don't show much emotion. And I would right. absolutely agree with okay. that. There's a lot of Amish people that don't show much emotion. You know, if they don't want to, like you know, it's yeah, it's a facade often. But it's also important for people to recognize that, you know, just because you live around the community doesn't mean that you know. Right, right. Yeah. Like that. Like and I'm not saying go and make cause trouble with them and try to find trouble or anything like that. Unless you're really, truly somebody comes to you and they need help, please. Um, yeah go ahead and do what you can to help the victims. If you do hear something, say something. Don't be one of those people that hears something and doesn't do anything about it. Like what happened in my household, you know, exactly. Um, please do something, say something, get the victim safe, do what you need to do, you know, through the law. Don't, don't just sit back and not do anything because that's very hard, you know, heartbreaking to hear those stories where, you know, that people haven't done anything. They know, but they don't do anything, you know. Right. So, well, yes. and and somebody says yes, that is correct. Thank you. We appreciate your your help. Okay, and here's more further explanation about that word. Yeah, they keep to themselves and they don't show emotions. Thank that's, you. That's, yeah, that's what I kind of figured that that was. Yeah, more so. Man, why are we talking about all this stuff? We were supposed to have fun, Sarah. And I we were know, like, we said, like we what said happened not, here? We said we don't have an agenda. We're just coming on here just to chat and have a good time. But I don't know what happened. I don't know. The discrimination word just got me going. I don't I don't know. I don't know what happened either. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sorry to our listeners. Like, this isn't what we planned for you. <laughs> Honestly, we didn't have anything planned. We were just like, oh, we let's were just go like, we're gonna let's talk and, you know, and that's, have our coffee. I just want to be real. That's all. I want to tell people who I, I mean, this is who I am. I don't, you know, yeah. don't hide behind anything. Ask away, ask questions. I don't know. I'm just, 
I'm me and that's what you get. You know, I'm going to be straightforward. I'm not the type of person that likes to beat around the bush about anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, and I have an interesting idea. I think we should ask our listeners what they think about, like, if you are listening and you have English as a second language um, from that type of background or whatever, what have you, would you weigh in on, like, how you feel about it? Is it a barrier? Could it be a barrier? Having I think English as a second language? Yes. Because the language barrier is real. And right. It, it is, is. Yeah. It is. I, I think it's federal law that they're required to navigate that a specific way. But anyways, now that we ask them, we're we're gonna go back over to like let's let's talk about good things in life. So I woke up this morning and I had like this beautiful card from my child that like totally made me laugh because it's like I know a good mom when I see one. And I was like, that's really interesting, child. And then they wrote, like, this special note inside of it that was just, like, really mushy. So, like, that's a thing. And then That's I so feel, cool. That's so sweet. But I feel like sometimes people think that, like, Mother's Day is all about, like, you know, the commercialism, like, buying gifts and doing all these things. But in the same token, for me, I think it would be, and it is more meaningful when I just spend time with my kid. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to come on here and talk. I mean, that's taken away from your kid, and I appreciate it. I mean, you know, um, I don't really have anybody in my life right now too much other than I made a couple phone calls but that's it um I don't have a whole lot of people in my life that you know have that role in my life as a mother figure and my own mom I mean I'm gonna be honest didn't send a card didn't even say nothing no phone call no nothing um that's just by my choice it's not that you know I I don't know it's it's Mother's Day Sometimes it's can be like another day to me, you know, and it sucks to say it that way, but it is what it is, you know. Um, and yeah. we do what we have to do to survive. So what are you doing the rest of today? Well, almost like church cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> really, girl? You got to go there? Church cleaning? Oh, my God. Why would you do that? Why would you do that to yourself? Because I can. Cause it I can. makes my head hurt. Because I can. That's why. No, I just, I, I, I want to get things done around here. I have some stuff that I want to get done. Um, I have uh, some friends coming in a couple of weeks. So I want to make sure that, you know, I'm getting my house clean and everything. And I want to do a deep oh, clean yeah. and stuff. And oh, I don't know. Yeah. You, you got to make sure that with it. <laughs> I gotta do my deep church cleaning now. Leave me alone. Hello. <laughs> well, actually, it's not church cleaning because you know why I don't have church here at my house. If I would have church here, then maybe it should be considered church cleaning. So, no, I'm not gonna do church cleaning. I'm just gonna clean. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. And I think Anybody too, on here saying anything about the language barrier yet? I haven't seen anything. Well, darn people. Talk to yeah. us. No, I haven't seen anything. But it's okay because we 
you know, we've been talking for a while now. I just feel like, you know, I want to go out to the mountains somewhere and just like, you know, here's the thing about me. I want to take my camera. I want to go out to the mountains and I just want to be away from people because like sometimes people really hurt my feelings. <laughs> Well, and, and the other real thing way. is, Mother's Day is a really complicated day for me. Like, I enjoy the time with my kid. I really do. I really, really do. But I have some really complicated feelings about Mother's Day as a whole. And, yeah. It can. And, I, I, I mean, I, I appreciate all moms out there. I mad respect I, to all mothers out there that are taking care of their kids and giving them what they need and what they deserve. Um, I mean, I personally would love to be a mother, not there yet. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but I have mad respect for those people that are out there and respecting their kids and giving them what they deserve and need and being there for them. So thank you all for doing that and doing a good job at what you guys do. Um, whoever seen this message, obviously this message for you. So thank you yep. for being there. So, yep. Yeah. And I'm really glad that there are mothers out there that are not like, say, my my own egg donor. I really am. Yeah. It always makes me feel so. It always makes me feel so happy um, when I see people being, <laughs> um, you know, good parents and and loving their children in a way that mm -hmm. you know taking care of their children giving their children what they need and teaching them you know better ways of doing things it always makes me happy and it makes me feel like there's hope for the future and so you know hold on to hope people hold on to hope yeah 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 and yep. if you are a mother or you are somebody that you know has you know if Mother's Day is hard for you, you know, I'm sorry, try to find, you know, do what you need to do. Let's put it that way. Just do what you need to do to get through the day. You know, yeah. I can't tell you how to get through the day. Um, I'm sorry you're struggling, but, you know, just do what you need to do. Just know you're not alone. There's other more people that struggle as well on Mother's Day. And, you know, so just do what you need to do to yeah. get through the day and, you know, reach out. I guess, you know, reach out to whoever you want to, if you need to do what you need to do um, to make it through the day, but just know you're not alone. That's the main thing. I think yeah. uh, we sometimes forget is we feel alone in this. Um, you know, we feel like we're trying to fight the battle ourselves and someday maybe, um, I don't know if Mary's open to this or not or whatever, but maybe someday I will maybe be talking a little bit more about my mental health and some of my struggles that I've had and things like that. And the, you know, feeling alone and feeling like there's, you know, no one there for you. And I think when we speak up about certain stuff, I think then we start realizing we're not alone in this and that there's actually others that struggle with the same things. And, you know, we can just all keep trying to let others know we're, you're not alone. And I think that's important things is it's important thing is to be kind and, you know, be gentle to others and yourself and just, you know, know you're not alone. So, yeah. Right. Right. And I'm absolutely open to you talking more about mental health and struggles and all of that. Uh, that could be really interesting. It could be really good because you're right about people feeling alone and you're not alone. 
I, I want all of you to know, like, if you don't have a mother, if you're motherless, if you're whatever, if you have a hard time with this day, you're not alone. You are so not alone. There are so many people who struggle with this day. And whatever you need to do to survive, even if that means not talking to anybody all day, you know, please survive. You deserve to have a life and you deserve to be treated with love and respect. And, you know, if you need to, you can always reach out to the National Suicide Hotline. And I don't know what that number is, but I'll... Yeah, and if you're in the U.S., there's also 211 you can call. Um, they will also, they can connect you to somebody to talk to. Um, I don't know the 800 number. I know there's an 800 suicide number as well. There's also um, loving yeah. yourself through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know there's, there's, there's a many um, 800 numbers. You can Google them, too. Um, I just know the 211. Oh, and there's also a text. If you need to text somebody in the United States, there's a 741-741. You can text them and they can respond. It sometimes takes a while, but they also respond to that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's a call to one one or text 741-741, right? Yep. And like I said, I don't know the actual 800 number um, suicide hotline or like the, uh, there's, there's multiple ones. There's a, I think an abuse one, there's a suicide yeah. one, there's, you know, different ones. So if you need somebody to talk to that will be helpful for you, please reach out to somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And Again, y'all are human beings that are worthy of living fulfilling yep. lives. And I can't wait to see y'all back here, especially. Um, sounds like we might be doing another live stream, right, Sarah? This is going to be fun. Maybe. I don't just, know. I just, I, one thing I want people to remember is that when I come on here, I don't want to, I'm not coming on here to blame anyone, to shame anyone. I'm just coming on to talk and tell my story. Um, and my side of the view, like how I view things, how I see things. And so please be kind to me as well. Be, be kind in the comments. Don't come, you know, saying, well, you, you don't know this or you, you don't like that. You're speaking bad as somebody like this, you know, because you're still in the Amish community or whatever. That's not my intentions ever. My intentions is just to make people aware. And so we can continue to help victims that truly want help and need help, you know. And so... Please be kind. Thank you. I I would yeah. agree, people. Please be kind to Sarah. And be kind to Mary too. <laughs> Not just to me, Mary. <laughs> well, well, well. So, yeah, if so we start like, talking about that, we're gonna have a whole nother hour and I'm about to end this <laughs> live stream and I don't yeah. So as my coffee's gone, I'm gonna need more coffee. So I don't know about y'all, but yeah. Have a beautiful, Happy blessed Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody.